Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Bank. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Wes Moore and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. He's playing as well as any center in the SEC. He's been extremely focused. Uh, there's been no distractions with his with his uh, minutes out there. We're, we're really relying on him. He's coming off the bench tonight. He played 33 minutes off the bench. Basically, both halves sat for about three minutes and then went the duration the last 17 minutes of both halves. We did not sub much at all down the stretch. I thought that group did a great job. Uh, played focused. Uh, didn't play tired. Puddles were awesome. Guys talking about how to win. Halftime, the guys were super, super engaged on on some player evaluation stuff that we needed to improve on. And so really proud of, of how Kai and, and that whole group was that, that was out there tonight. Yeah, that's Eric Musselman talking about Makai Mitchell and another big game for him. They'll need uh, him to finish the season strong to... Try to stack up some more wins. Glad you're with us. It is Out of Bounds. Westmore, Joe Franklin. It's a Thursday. A little, uh, a little lighter on the schedule for college basketball, but the NBA gets going tonight. The break is over. Saw some uh, former Razorbacks will be in action tonight. Mavericks back in action. Taking on Phoenix. That's one of the better games tonight. It's definitely time for them to get back on the court. They had a long enough break, and then now they're about 30 games left. This is a stretch run for them, trying to get it all together. The teams that are trying to get there and compete for that championship, it's time for them to rise. And then even with the play-in teams, 7 through 10, the Mm -hmm. seeds on both sides, they're trying to jockey for a little bit of position to maybe move up and get out of that play-in range. You uh, you blew my mind when you said 30 games left. I I, I thought, well, all-star break, we're halfway home. You know, I figured we're like 40-something, you know. I didn't realize that we were down to 30 games, and yeah, it's it's time to make a move. Yeah, they go a little bit longer. They go uh, a, a little longer than the halfway point, and then they get back after it. Because these guys have been playing a lot of games. They're going to play a lot of games, 82-game season. And there's always a big fuss about load management and some of these players not playing in some of these road games when fans show up to see them. But they need they need breaks. And a lot of players are dealing with injury where sometimes they shouldn't be on the court. Trying to play through it. Trying to play through it. Tough it out. Well, tonight, uh, some of the smaller schools will take center stage because you have Arkansas State, Little Rock, UCA, all in action, plus the Razorback women are playing tonight. And a lot of high school basketball, regionals are underway, and some of the uh, bigger classifications, they're choosing to finish up tonight instead of the normal Friday night game. So a lot of high school basketball tonight. I'm I'm excited uh, to check out A-State tonight. Red Wolves are hosting Troy. That game is on TV. In fact, Little Rock women are on TV tonight, too. They're taking on SEMO uh, up in Cape Girardeau. That game's on ESPNU at 4 o'clock. And then the Arkansas State men will host Troy at 8 o'clock. And so this is a great chance for the Red Wolves to show off uh, their uh, their first National Bank Arena. I know they've been pushing hard to try to have a, uh, a you know, make it look good in front of the TV cameras. So, so it looks packed. And I saw a tweet earlier that there aren't many lower bowl tickets left. So they're doing a really good job of uh, putting that out there and getting people excited to to be a part of a first nationally televised game since 1997. And on top of it, they're playing really well. That's why they're on TV and they were chosen to be put on TV tonight because uh, they're on a little bit of a run trying to win their fourth game. I think five out of six. So uh, I think Coach Hodson's got them going. It was good to have him on the show yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it is a good day for the national stage for the Little Rock women and A-State men. It's a great day for people that don't get a chance to see them. And if they're not able to make it to the game, you'll be able to see them on TV. Yeah, I think I was having this discussion yesterday. I I got to think the ESPN Plus package, as, as great as it is, uh, to be able to watch any game you want to if you have the ESPN Plus package. And it's, I don't know what it is, $7, $8 a month. 
I think it hurts the attendance for some of these schools. You think about if uh, you're a A-State alum living in Little Rock, in the old days, you wanted to watch the game, you would drive the two hours to Jonesboro, watch the game, drive home two hours, say it's a 7 o'clock game, you, you know, you get home at 11 o'clock, and it makes for a long day. Now, ESPN Plus, you just flip on the game, you can sit there and watch it at the house. Now, I think it's great, you know, that the games are on TV and you can see them all, but I do, I do think it's hurt their attendance a little bit. I remember back in the day when I started here, God, I sounded old right then. <laughs> I remember back in the day. Uh, let's say oh three oh four oh five, right when I started at Channel Eleven, we used to go up to Jonesboro when they were they were doing well and playing well, and uh, you know the jo- A State Little Rock game for sure. We'd go up there, and man, the crowds—it was awesome. I mean, they were getting five, six thousand people on a regular basis, and and now you look, and it's you know they're they're hoping to get four thousand tonight. And I think part of that is the ESPN Plus package is so much easier just to sit at the house and watch it instead of driving two hours. Well, with a midweek game, the crowds are always going to be affected, even if we look at Arkansas and Fayetteville. They're going to be affected because of a midweek game. So it really is up to the surrounding community to make it out to support. But to your point, if you can sit at home, no matter where you are, how close you are, if you can sit home and watch it, that's ideal conditions for anybody. And so all, you know, all teams and all games are being affected by that now. Well, you need the, the students. You need the students there in full force. And that was one of the things I was uh, pleasantly surprised about last night for LSU. You know, LSU doesn't really care that much about basketball. We talked with Matt Muscona a couple of weeks ago when Arkansas was playing down in Baton Rouge. And he told us flat out there are more people... Uh, talking about the baseball team, defending national champs, and spring football than they were basketball. And probably women's college basketball was number three on the list of things that, that was being talked about. And then the men. Last night they hosted Kentucky, and look, Kentucky's a different animal, and people get excited about Kentucky and when Kentucky comes to town. And they had a good crowd there last night. It was loud. It was a good environment. And LSU pulls off the stunner, wins at the buzzer to knock off Kentucky. I don't know if you haven't seen it yet. It was a great finish. Kentucky had the ball down one. I don't know, 12, 13 seconds left. Do a little ISO. Guard makes a play. Pulls up about an 18-footer near the baseline. Nothing but net. I mean, it was just it was a great move, great play, clutch shot. LSU gets the ball, come down the court, give it to their guy. He goes to the basket and kind of loses it on his way up, and Kentucky kind of blocks it, and he's falling out of bounds, regroups, and just throws it towards his own goal, just almost like a lob up there. And one of his teammates caught the lob and just shoots it in from like four or five feet in front of the basket and goes in as time expires. That's why you always have to give the teammates a chance, give somebody a chance to make a play Whenever the ball is there, you want to do something to try to give somebody a chance to make a play. That that even applies to football when it's fourth down. Yeah. And we've heard of uh, criticism with quarterbacks throwing interceptions on fourth down, but if it's at the end of the game, or even if it's going to the half and there is little time on the clock, you're just trying to make a play in the moment to give somebody a chance. Hunter Heave comes to mind. You know, fourth down play. Just do what you got to do and throw it around and see if something special happens. And it did last night for LSU. And he, he just heaved it towards his goal. And God gets it, shoots it in. And the light goes off as the ball is going through the net and game's over. Just a bang-bang play. It, it was cool. And then the, the fans, I, <laughs> I saw Acre was getting after LSU for storming the court. I mean, Kentucky's not Kentucky of old, ranked number 17th. And LSU's already been fined, by the way, from the SEC for not being able to control their fans. It's still Kentucky, though. Yeah, there's it a is. prestige that goes with beating Kentucky. And, and I mean, there was a reason why they were there last night because normally the fans aren't there for an LSU basketball game. They were there for for the Kentucky game, and then it was such a good game. I mean, LSU took the lead in the first half, then here comes Kentucky, retakes the lead. Then LSU in the second half, retakes the lead. Looks like LSU's going to win. Here comes Kentucky. They, Kentucky hits a shot right at the end, and then LSU comes down an unbelievable play, a crazy play, make it at the buzzer. 
I mean, all that just adds up to where I was fine with the court storming. Yeah, it's 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 number seventeen Kentucky, but it's still Kentucky, and it was just how it kept building and building and building. I remember the last time Arkansas stormed the court, and uh, people were like questioning, well, "Really, is it really necessary?" But you got to think about who's storming the court. It's the students. It's not the old people sitting there in the stands. It's the students. Including Angel Reese. Including Angel Reese. I saw her. (laughs) They, in Fayetteville at least, they had been camping out for days. You think about that. The hype, the buildup for what's about to happen. That you're camping out. You're so excited that you're camping out so you can be one of the first people in there and get good seats. And you go in there and it's a great game and you win. You let all that emotion out and you storm the court. Same thing happened with LSU. There's the build-up, the hype. The game was great. It's back and forth, back and forth. Looks like Kentucky's going to win it with just a couple seconds left. And then a crazy play happens and you win it. And then you just explode and run out on the court. So I thought it made perfect sense in the moment last night. That was a good win for LSU. That's back-to-back wins for LSU. And afterwards... And it was kind of funny because they had the officials had to go to the monitor to make sure that it counted. It was obvious, but they had to make sure. And they were trying to keep the students off the court, like, whoa, 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 it may not be over. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It, no. <laughs> there was no it was too hold. late. It was too late. Officials looked at it once we got the replay on TV. It was obvious. And um, then here they come for the celebration. But I, I, I heard Jimmy Dykes. Say this is back-to-back wins for LSU over tournament teams. Maybe the conversation needs to start: Is LSU a bubble team? Could LSU find their way in the tournament with a good finish? Well, they're sitting at six and seven in the conference right now. So, if you look at it overall, and of course you would have to look at their schedule compared to Arkansas's. We know what Arkansas' schedule is, but if you look at the two schedules, how they line up, there could be they could have a better case for LSU in a better situation to make the NCAA tournament. They had some uh, bad losses in the non-conference. I mean, like to one of the small Louisiana schools, uh, Southeastern. They play them all. That's the thing about LSU. They play them all. Uh, Nichols. I can't remember who it was. It was a bad loss. And you're like, ooh, they're not going to be very good this year. Well, come to find out, they had one of their key players out in the preseason. He didn't join them until right before, right at SEC play began. And they've they've been a different team. Well, you know, we, we, we scratched our head about LSU going to College Station and winning, remember? Well, we were just talking about what a bad loss for A&M, another bad loss for A&M, besides the Arkansas loss. Maybe LSU, with a good finish, they could work their their way in. Um, I was pulling up the, uh, the net rankings. I saw where Arkansas moved up a couple more spots last night, even though they didn't play, I guess, some of the teams that – um, they uh, had already beaten or played before. They got some wins, and it helped their net ranking, uh, but not by a whole lot. That's always a courtesy when you're not playing a game, and then you sit back, and uh, some improvements come about. That's always a good, a bonus. All right, LSU, uh, they got a lot of work to do. They're number 85 now in net ranking. So they've. I don't know who's left on their schedule, but if they have any quality opponents, they have to win those games and. Uh, finish strong but anyway that was a fun game and uh always <clears throat> cool to see a buzzer beater like that there was another one that last night in the sec florida and alabama went to overtime i watched that was the early game i watched a lot of that game and florida <clears throat> man they played well florida went to alabama and they took it to them it was another one of those back and forth games florida led for a lot of the game alabama got hot in the second half made a couple of threes in a row they've got a, a true freshman uh just a shooter from uh florida by the way and he came in and hit he actually hit three threes in a row but one of them didn't count because his teammate when he passed it to him stepped out of bounds but it was almost like that got him him going because he saw the ball go through the net next down Next time down the court, they get it to him again. He makes a three from the other baseline. And then about two possessions later, he hits another three. And that just brought life to the crowd. And they had an and one. And all of a sudden, they rallied and got the momentum and and took the lead. And then they battled back and forth, went to overtime. Alabama had a nice lead in overtime. Here comes Florida. And it battled down to the very end. And uh, Alabama gets the 98-93 win in overtime. 
other games last night in the SEC, Georgia absolutely blew out Vanderbilt, as Joe told us yesterday. Thank you, Joe, for that pick. <laughs> Hit that one on Bet Saracen. And then uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. And thanks to Joe again. I was going to take Ole Miss in the six and a half points. And he's like, I don't know about that one. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was a close game. Kind of went back and forth. Ole Miss had a lead at one time, but... Mississippi State, they were able to put it together at the end and really extend that lead. They really clamped down on Ole Miss midway through the second half. Ole Miss got stuck on a number, and, and, and all of a sudden Mississippi State just went on a run, and it was you know defense leading to offense, but just shutting down Ole Miss. They could not score. And next thing you know, a five-point game was a 15-point game, and then they could never recover from that in the second half. LSU's schedule down the stretch isn't it doesn't look really difficult. So they have Mississippi State and Georgia at home, Vandy and Arkansas on the road, and then they close with Missouri at home. So that's their next five games. Well, the problem is, Joe, there's nobody good on there. Yeah, it's but it's good to get the wins, but the it's wins, not going to help their net ranking. The, the wins are most important at this point. No, though. the net ranking is. They're it, not it going is, to. It is, but still, you have to be able to stack up wins. And sitting at six and seven in conference, now there's nothing guaranteed, but just say if they won four of those games. Now you're talking about 10 and 8 in conference. It's not good enough. It's not good enough at that point, but it's a starting point to get them to where if you go to the conference tournament and you win a couple of games after winning a stretch of games to end the season, there there's going to be a conversation for them. That'd be something to build on, but yeah, they would have to go even if they won out. I mean, there's not Give me that list again. Okay, so if they won out and they went eleven and seven, and they would be nineteen and twelve overall to end the season, mm-hmm. then if you win a couple of games in the SEC tournament, you're talking about twenty one wins. But we're not counting on them to win out. Well, who? Were, tell me again who it was. It was Mississippi State and Georgia, and then it's Vandy and Arkansas on the road. And, and with Missouri at home. Yeah. Mississippi State's the only team that's relevant that has a decent net ranking. And Mississippi State's net ranking is 36. The other games are going to hurt L- what, LSU. What is Arkansas's net ranking? Like 120. Okay, so who's in a better position then, LSU or Arkansas? Well, of course LSU is. I'm just saying I don't think either one of them are going to make the tournament. Yeah. Um, Arkansas is now at 120. But the good thing for Arkansas, they've got Alabama and Kentucky on the schedule. Now, you may say, well, that's a bad thing. That's, you can't win that game. The thing is, you've got to improve your net ranking. It is so bad for LSU and Arkansas. You've got to have those games on your schedule to give you an opportunity to win those to improve your net ranking. LSU doesn't have an opportunity. It also depends on what happens with other teams. We know other teams are going to take bad losses down the stretch. And so it, it's all a positioning right now. But all they can do... They can't worry about net rankings. All they can do is worry Win. about winning games. Yeah. They would have to, you know, first of all, they have to beat Mississippi State and take care of business against the other teams. And then they would have to go to the SEC tournament and win a couple of games because at least then they're going to be playing some quality opponents that would help their net ranking and would get that attention to where people would start talking and say, look, LSU just they beat South Carolina, they beat uh, Kentucky, they finished you know and won all these games down the stretch. So that's like a six seven game winning streak. Yeah, their record's not very good, the net ranking's not very good, but hey, look what they did in the SEC tournament. They knocked off a couple more good teams. They're a hot team. Nobody wants a part of them. So then that's how the conversation would have to go for them. Yeah, it's just like we were talking about with Arkansas though. It's too early for that conversation. They won two games in a row. But if they win a couple more, then you can start really thinking about the possibilities there with them. Yeah, the good thing for them is they beat two quality opponents in a row to start their win streak. If Arkansas happens to beat Missouri, it's not going to be lighting the world on fire to where Jimmy Dykes or whoever the, you know, the announcer is, hey, maybe we need to start looking at Arkansas in the bubble. I mean, he can say that, but people will just laugh at him. Yeah, absolutely they would. <laughs> you got to be able to have something to back that up a little bit. Um what did I get to all the other games? Uh, Mississippi State, yeah, in the uh, Egg Bowl on the court, they win 83-71, uh, the final in Vanderbilt, Georgia. So, no games uh, tonight in the SEC. We'll get going back again on Saturday. And Saturday, there are some uh, some quality games in the SEC. Alabama and Kentucky, first of all, that's a CBS game at 3 o'clock. That game will be fun. That game could – I don't know what Bet Saracen will put the over-under at, Joe. 
but it wouldn't surprise me if those teams combined to score 185 points. That game's at Kentucky? It's at Kentucky. Kentucky needs it in a bad way. Mm-hmm. They, they've taken some losses at home this season. That's a game they really need. Alabama's fun to watch, man. They drive to the basket or shoot the three. That's that's their game. You know, they, it is spread you out, get to the basket and attack, and if the layup's not there, they kick it out for an open three and just, just keep pounding away. Defense not as good at Alabama this year as it's been in years past. That'll be their Achilles heel that prevents them from – you know, winning a title or making a, a real deep run. But, man, they can score, and we know Kentucky can score. If you like offense, Saturday at 3, CBS game, that one will be a, a ton of fun. Auburn to Georgia. That's going to be another high. Georgia puts up points. That's what they did last night against Vanderbilt. They just start scoring. Auburn's the same way. That's a couple of high-scoring games that'll be uh, – that one's a 5 o'clock start on the SEC Network. Under-the-radar type rivalry game, too, for them, Auburn and Georgia. Oh, yeah. Because Georgia, you don't think of them as, as being that good of a basketball team, but they should be because of the recruiting base. In Atlanta, the state of Georgia, South Carolina, around that area, because Auburn is getting those same players. And that's why it is a big rivalry, because they're always competing to get those same players. I did not realize how close they were. Um, the campuses until I went to Auburn for the first time and I was like, oh, Athens is just right there? Oh, it's not. I mean, it's, I think it's like a two-hour trip. I mean, it's nothing. And so that's why, yeah, football, it's a huge rivalry, but in basketball, uh, they'll get, they're going to get after it too, but that's a big game between those two. All right, we got a lot of college basketball to talk about, um, or we have talked about. I'm excited a little bit to watch Little Rock tonight and see if they can keep their uh, win streak going. Uh, having Coach Walker on the show the other day, and they're playing very good. And then uh, Acres with UCA at Bellarmine. Bellarmine. They can shoot it. Usually they can. UCA? Bellarmine. Bellarmine. Uh, it's a uh, low t- low t- total. Hey, Bet Saracen <laughs> has uh, their uh, prop bet out, and I'll pull it up real quick. It is the same as the one we had last week. And it's great odds. It's the NCAA Arkansas College Boost. UCA, Little Rock, and A-State to all win. All win is plus 600. Wow. Six to one on great your odds. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I've already got me a little of that action. UCA's the only one not favored to win. And Bellarmine's not good. UCA's already beaten them. They got a chance. I mean, UCA's one of those... Talking about on the road this time yeah. around, though, so that, it, it flips. UCA's been good on the road this year. They've come away with some nice road wins. I think What Arkansas's, is the line on that one, according to Ben Saracen? On UCA, five and a half. They're five, five and, and a half. half wow, that's, uh, that's more than you would think, though. Yes. Well, you trying to tell me to take a little action on the side on UCA uh, plus five uh, and a half? Not necessarily, no. <laughs> little Rock's favored on the road against SEMO. Uh, they're favored by seven and a half. And then Arkansas State is a home favorite against Troy. They're favored by two and a half. That's about where I thought UCA Bellarmine would be. About that. About two and a half. Yeah. Of course, A-State beat Troy just last Thursday. They're playing a week later, this time in Jonesboro. And Troy's 11-3, and one of the top teams in the Sun Belt. So that would be a feather in A-State's cap to be able to go back-to-back weeks beating Troy uh, and beating them at home. I think it'll be a tough game for them tonight. I don't think I'd want any of that one taking a state by those that many points just get by and cheer them on no doubt no doubt but check out that on bet saracen that is the uh arkansas uh college boost and it's up to plus 600 right now uh gosh we rambled on didn't we matt denerman's going to join us next speaking of doing some gambling saturday at oakland is going to be huge four stakes races including the Rebel Stakes, which is one of those prep races for the Kentucky Derby. A lot of points available for some three-year-old horses hoping to go to the Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby. But that's just one of the big races. Matt Dinnerman will join us next, the track announcer, to give us a preview of what to expect on Saturday. We're off to a roaring start. That was fun. We're just getting started, though. Stick around. It's out of bounds. High school and college baseball are back. Join me, Kevin Bohannon, every Tuesday at 4.30 for Around the Horn on Drive Time Sports. 
Sponsored by Wood Family Dealerships in Batesville. Sports Center. A night full of upsets in college basketball's top 25. Four ranked teams falling to unranked opponents on Wednesday night. First, it was number 12, Illinois, falling to Penn State, 90-89. to Then, number 16, Dayton, took a tumble against George Mason, 71-67. Number 17, Kentucky, lost at the buzzer against unranked LSU. And then, number 22, Colorado State, goes on the road and loses to New Mexico, 68-66. Three top 25 teams in action tonight. Purdue hosts Rutgers at 6 o'clock on FS1. Then at 10 o'clock on FS1, it's number 4 Arizona, hosting number 21 Washington State. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Does life keep you busy? You and your heart have something in common. But keeping your heart healthy doesn't have to be complicated. February is Heart Month, and the perfect time to take CHI St. Vincent's Commit to Two Challenge and strengthen your heart with just two steps. Start by making one simple lifestyle change to improve your body's most important muscle. Commit to two and sign up for our free e-newsletter to get expert tips and free gifts that will help you take charge of your heart health. Learn more at chistvincent.com slash heartsmart. Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse presents Match Game on Morning Mayhem. Listen for your chance to play their version of the classic TV game show. Brought to you by Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse, Arkansas's truck accessory headquarters for over 30 years. Call 501-568-0040 today or click online at arkansastruck.com. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Progressive presents 10 things on a plumber's to-do list that are harder than getting a small business insurance quote. Waking up for 5 a.m. plumbing disasters, finding out why water is pouring from the ceiling while telling a customer to leave the room, replacing a pipe in a home from the 1800s, then dealing with invoices or your awkward apprentice or that really weird smell, and then there's breathing and eating and, of course, clogs. But the easiest thing on any small business owner's to-do list? Seeing if you could save on the business insurance that's right for you. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Coverage provided and service by affiliated and third-party insurers. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. R.J. Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you know, we've talked so much about that hometown feel and what it's like at Southern Bank. But if you're a commercial investor, they need to come talk to you. We're involved with a lot of customers that have projects across the United States. Those projects can be some of the biggest projects you would see in your communities. So really, there's no project that's too large for us to look at. If somebody's interested in learning more about what Southern Bank can do for their commercial investments, how do they get in touch with you? You just pick up the phone and call me at 501-424-0900. Just love to talk to you about your project, see what you've got going on, and see how we can be a help to you. And you talk about being a help. You really invest into your commercial investors by helping them through the process, looking at things to look out for along the way. I like to think we can throw things off of each other, listen to different viewpoints, and come to the best decision. If you want to learn more, go online, bankwithsouthern.com, or call Chris, 424-0900, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. This is Pat Bradley. Tune in every Tuesday when I join Justin and Wes in the zone. Brought to you by River City Flooring. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com, RiverCityFlooringInc.com. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at HogsMeatMarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Back down to bounds, Westmore, Joe Franklin. Glad you're with us. 
had checked the phone lines. Been hearing about AT&T being uh, out, having some issues with AT&T. In fact, somebody on the Southern Structural Solutions text line had said, trying to call, but I can't get through. So then I got nervous. I was like, are our phone lines problem. working? Yeah, we don't have that problem. We're good? We're good with Matt? Matt's good to go. Awesome. Let's uh, bring in Matt Dinnerman, the new track announcer at Oakland. And we got a huge weekend this weekend. Saturday have four stakes races, including the Rebel. Matt, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, my friend? Good to chat with you. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Uh, heck, you're coming off of a four-day weekend at Oakland with President's Day, and then you roll right into Rebel Stakes weekend. So you got to be on top of the world. This is going to be a fun, uh, fun stretch for you. Absolutely. When you're a racing fan, these are the days and the weeks that you're excited about and you work towards. And we're going to have a great crowd here, you know, 72 degrees and sunny. Hmm. We're going to be having the infield is open, which is unprecedented for this time of the year, but the weather's so good, we're going to open the infield. They're getting all the tents ready. We're going to have uh, face painters, magicians, a bouncy house, food trucks. should be just a great atmosphere. And the races are going to be as good as anywhere in the whole country this week here at Oakland. Matt, how have the races been so far? How's the season been for you so far getting acclimated to Hot Springs and calling at the track here in Arkansas? It's been great. I've really come to love Oakland very, very quickly. You know, just being around town and seeing how many people are so enthusiastic about their racing is really a breath of fresh air. And that's probably one of the reasons why Oakland is the best part of the country, no matter uh, whether it's a winter destination or a good destination in general. It's a top destination, no matter how you look at it. Um, just a lot of fun. The field sizes have been very big. We've got a lot of horses running in these races. Very competitive. And it's fun for an announcer when you can call these races and you can feel the excitement and energy of the crowd and the people below you, as you call high atop the grandstand. So overall, it's been an A plus experience, and I, I'm, you know, we're just getting our feet in the water here. You know, we, we got a long ways to go this season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Matt Dennerman with us, the new track announcer at Oakland. Matt, what do you miss the most from California? Well, I miss my family. I miss my family because my family's out there. So um definitely you know looking back and, and my friends and it's the people because i'm a i'm a people person and i get connected with people like a lot of people so you know the people are who i miss in california because i have a lot of friends there but at the same time you know we're lucky we have social media we have phones so they understand and i understand hey when there's a good opportunity you got to take it and the fact of the matter is i've met a lot of good friends here already hoping to build on those relationships being here for a few months so uh, definitely the people, you know. I enjoy cold weather. I don't mind wearing uh, warm clothes. So the weather has not bothered at all. Matt, has there been a uh, a race that sticks out so far, your favorite race? I would say um, Catching Freedom winning the Smarty Jones, just because it was the first race I've called here. Uh, which was a Kentucky Derby points race. You know, that's a very big thing in racing is the Oakland three-year-old Kentucky Derby prep races. So to be able to call that race, and I thought I did a really good job calling the race and describing it accurately, it was definitely a point during my Oakland season where things sunk in and I said, wow, I'm actually here at Oakland, a place that's great and doing this and doing well at it, knock on wood. So... Uh, that was my. That's been my favorite race so far. I thought maybe you would say the Southwest with uh, Mystic Dan and just the way that horse just exploded down the stretch and left everybody from behind. And I loved your call and, and I loved the end of the race. I, I thought that was outstanding. It, and that was an outstanding performance. It was probably the most impressive performance we've seen here this season. Um, I think when you go to a new track in, in this particular position that I have, when you go to a new track. The first year, there are always these stakes races that are memorable and sort of stick out in your mind, um, and you don't forget about them because it was your first go around calling these prestigious races. I remember, you know, Emerald Downs. I called my first Lionfish Mile and Striker PhD one over there, and uh, maybe there are a couple in between that you remember, uh, and you have to look up to know who, which order it came in. But you always remember that first one, you know. So Catching Freedom, Mystic Dan. Uh, those are races that I'm going to remember for my whole life. 
trainers and, and and jockeys they travel the country there are some that uh that stay at hot springs and they're there every year were you familiar with some of the jockeys and trainers prior to coming to oakland and now you're seeing them at, in that area also i was i mean i did my homework before i came here to understand okay who's here where are they coming from and it's an interesting scenario they're sort of different people are coming here from different places so especially the big trainers you know steve Askison, you know brad cox um i did my homework on every rider here that i knew was going to ride here just to see where they were from i knew some of the bigger ones like a christian torres or a rafael bejarano but there were other folks that i had to do my homework on um, that I have followed along the way as well, some of these folks. And some of these horses, I've I've watched a lot of the Kentucky horses. I've made sure to watch all the Kentucky races and trying to figure out, okay, who may I be calling down the road here. So a lot of prep work goes into it, but I was familiar with plenty of folks. Matt Denman with us, the uh, track announcer at Oakland, and got the big Rebel, the Rebel Stakes this Saturday. Give us a little preview. What, what do you see out of the Rebel? We've got a 13-horse field in the Rebel, lucky number 13, or unlucky number 13, depending on who you are. But we're going to stay positive and say lucky number 13. Uh, it's a very competitive horse to beat. He's coming in for a grade one. He's going to stick for two-year-olds. I heard we saw a run with his book, which is a grade one race. It's a top race for two-year-olds at the end of every year. He hasn't run in a few months, obviously. He has done better work at one turn. So that's going to be the key is trying to figure out exactly if this horse wants to be a two-turn horse or whether he's better at one turn. So we've also got Northern Flame in the race. He's my top pick. This horse won an allowance race here at Oakland. He's got recency. He's got versatility. He can win on the lead. He can come from off base. And he's trained by Kenny McPeak, who, of course, is the conditioner of Mystic Dan, who won the Southwest. We're going to see him in the Arkansas Derby. So those are top two contenders. We've got Jess Steele, runner-up in the Smarty Jones, and the Southwest for trainer D. Lane Lucas. Good horse, hard-knocking horse. The number of horses that are priced horses. Carboni has a lot of talent. Last time out, lost for the first time over a wet track, but he's done good work. So we Northern Flame at 5-1 to one on the morning line, but you could make a case for plenty of these. Timberlake's the horse to beat, but it's a layoff. He's coming off a layoff, and he hasn't proven a mile and a 16th is what he's best at yet. So we're going to see. But I saw Timberlake schooling this morning in the paddock, and he looked fantastic. <laughs> Matt, for those that don't know, explain what you mean by a one-turn and two-turn horse. Is a one-turn horse a uh, horse that is going to catch fire at the end of the race, or are you meaning that that could be a horse that runs out of gas? So I mean more like one-turn sprinting and two-turns routing. So one-turn horses are better at shorter distances going one turn. Some of that has to do with their pedigree. Some of it has to do with other things. Two-turn horses, they go a little bit longer. The Kentucky Derby, for example, is a two-turn race. We see some horses that are good at either. There are certain horses that are versatile and can do both. There are some horses that are better sprinters. Others are better routers. When I say one turn, I mean a horse that may be a little bit better at a shorter distance versus two turns, which is a little bit longer distance. And we have seen some brilliantly fast horses, for example, that they're good for six, seven furlongs, three-quarters of a mile, they go to a mile, then they start going to a mile and a 16th, mile and an eighth, and they start to get tired and they start to fade, and they're not quite as successful on longer distances. Matt Denman with us, Oakland handicapper and track announcer. How's your handicapping been so far? It's been pretty good. I mean, I've given myself a little bit of a pass because there's a lot of learning about how the track plays, the trainer patterns. Certain trainers make certain moves with horses that may be good or bad, depending on how they train and manage. Um, certain jockeys being able to understand how they ride, what kind of horses they like to ride, uh, understanding jockey-trainer combinations when a trainer puts a certain jockey on. You know, is that a is that a good sign? Is he putting his go-to rider on there? Is he 
just throwing a guy a bone, hopefully hoping there's some meat on it. Uh, but it's been pretty good, and I think I've done pretty well. I didn't a lot of prices to be found here, a lot of value. But all it holds is that high prices come in, including like a long shot play I had last week, one at 13 to 1. Uh, that's always a that's always a lot of fun when you can hmm. say you're right about those types of horses. Are you beating Nancy? That's all that really matters. I'm tr- we're head and head right now, Nancy and I. It's it's a match race. We're head and head, nose and nose, and nobody is giving the other person an inch. We're going at it. So uh, you know, it's one of these things. It's a long, long sprint race and a route race going long. You got to pace yourself at Oakland five months handicapping going up against Nancy. We're going head and head and I want to have my nose down at the wire in front. So we're going for that win first year here. Well, you're a two turn horse and she's just a one turn horse. She's about to fizzle out. Yeah. I mean, she, she better be careful because I've got some finishing me down the stretch in the final furlong here. So she, she better have her stamina shoes on. <laughs> Hey, before we let you go, the honeybee, uh, that's, you know, for the Phillies. What, well, you know that, but um, what do you see in this race? Well, we've got a very interesting Philly in this race. Uh, just like the Rebel, which is a Kentucky Derby points race, uh, where horses can earn points towards the Kentucky Derby, the Kentucky Oaks is the Philly version of the Kentucky Derby, and we find that in the honeybee, Kentucky Oaks points. Uh, we've got West Omaha in there. She's going to be the favorite. She's a very talented Brad Cox trainee. Brad Cox has got a very strong contingent of Oaks Phillies this year, and she's probably one of the top Phillies for him. That's a three-year-old. Comes off a dominating win at low odds in a race at the fairgrounds in New Orleans, which is another nice circuit down there. Shipping here to run in the Honey Bee. She's going to be tough in there. Midshipman's Dan, she's a Philly that won the Mistletoe Stakes right here at Oakland. She sprinted twice. Her pedigree says she's going to love going to turn. Uh, so I think she's going to be versatile, and she's going to be better going longer. And those are two very, very nice fillies in the race, and we've got a field of 10 there. We've got some runners that just come off career wins, first career wins, so uh, they're looking to take a step forward in against proven winners. But the Honey Bee, always a really fun undercard race on Rebel Day. And it's part of the all-stakes late pick four for the betters out there. Races 8 through 11, we've got a late pick four. We've also got pick four, nine through 12, five fours. There's a lot of betting opportunities on a day like Matt, we appreciate it. Thank you for your time. It was good to catch up with you. And uh, best of luck on Saturday. Have some great calls. Thank you, sirs, and hopefully we can chat soon. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we'll do that. Matt Dinnerman with us today, track announcer. He, he does a really good job. I, uh, I've i enjoyed listening to him call the races. I think um, the feedback that I've heard is people are very happy with what Matt's doing. The prep, like he was talking about there, everything goes into the prep. You have to know what you're talking about to be good at track announcing. Wasn't his phone weird? It would like cut out for like four seconds. I'm like, we're gonna have to dump it, and then it comes back as <laughs> it strong comes as right ever. Back. Like, what, what's going on? Is that AT and T too? Probably so. Man, AT and T is trending. We'll do that later. Coming up next, we'll wrap up hour number one. We'll take your calls and take a look at the Southern Structural Solutions text line. All About Tire Break Tire Pros makes buying tires simpler, making sure you're ready for any adventure life throws your way. We offer a straightforward approach to tire and auto service that includes nationwide warranties, expert advice, and a great selection of Michelin tires. No matter what you drive or where you have driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Visit in-store in Mapleville or Little Rock or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Tire Pros. Love the drive. Attention Arkansans, low interest rates are back at Red River Ford of Cabin. And we've got a huge selection of new Ford F-150s. And you can get 1.9% for 72 months. Folks, you heard me right, 1.9%. Like I said, low interest rates are back. And at Red River Ford, we've also got the discounts to go along with it. Make that easy drive here to exit 19 or check us out at RedRiverFordCabot.com for Arkansas's best buying experience. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The needs of modern businesses are always changing, but corporate cards haven't evolved in decades until now. Meet Ramp, 
the all-in-one finance platform that combines corporate cards with spend management software. Ramp is the only card designed to actually help your business spend less, not more. With Ramp, you can set custom controls to stop out-of-policy spend before it even happens. And Ramp software even does expense reports for you. No more manual entries, no more chasing receipts. And with best-in-class accounting integrations, you'll close your books in days, not weeks. Ramp gives you better insights and a real-time view of all company spend so you can stay focused on the big picture and build a healthier business. Join over 15,000 businesses who have switched to Ramp and start saving an average of 5%. Modern finance runs on Ramp. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash sports. That's R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. Injured? There's only one number you need to know. Dial 8. 888-8888. At Rainwater Holton Sexton, no case is too big and no insurance company too strong. Just dial 888-8888. We are battle-tested big case injury lawyers who've recovered millions for our clients. Just dial 888-8888. Been in a wreck anywhere in the state. Just dial 888-8888. Responsible attorneys Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Focus and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agent Paul Killingsworth in Cabot, Jonathan Stone in Lone Oak, or Stephen Reeser in Jacksonville today. It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows the Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. <laughs> the way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Hey, I have a secret. Uh-huh. I use secret whole body deodorant because more than just my armpits stink. Uh-huh. Can I use it with my bra rubs under my... Oh, <laughs> yeah. And what about down there? You know, my... Totally. Four out of five gynecologists would recommend it. So I tried it, and now I get 72 hours of freshness. From my pits to my... Ooh, I love that it's a spray. Me too. And it comes in sticks and creams too. Go get your secret whole body deodorant. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market. The steak people. Out of bounds, Westmore and Joe Franklin. Glad you're with us. Joe, I was taking a look at the updated SEC basketball schedule or standings during the break. It's going to be hard for Arkansas to get out of that Wednesday night sadness. With LSU winning last night, they're now 6-7, and seven, two games ahead of Arkansas. And look, I know Arkansas has LSU a little later, but that schedule you just told me about LSU... That's going to be hard to make up two games on LSU, even by if you beat them at Bud Walton Arena. The next, you know, first of all, they got past Georgia just to be the, you know, get out of the cellar of the final three teams. I don't know. A&M maybe? You know, that's the good thing about A&M. You got the tiebreaker. You got to make up two games on the Aggies. They're six and seven. I'm starting to think more and more, and Ole Miss is at 6-7, and seven, but they've, they've got the tiebreaker on Arkansas. You're starting to think Arkansas is going to be there for sure on Wednesday night. I am, even if Arkansas is able to, you know, finish strong and go 3-2 and two or, you know, something crazy happens and they finish 4-1. and 3-2 and two is not going to get it done. 3-2 and two would put them at 7-12. Uh, and 12. Yeah, and, and the teams that we're talking about already have 6 wins. Yeah, A&M would have to just fall apart. Now, if A&M finished with 7 wins and went 1-5 and five down the stretch, or 1-6 and six down the stretch, is that right? 7 and... Need to go 7-11. and 11. Can Arkansas go 7-11? and 11? I mean, they can. If they went three and two, why is my math off? 
Oh, there's six games. No, there are only five games. Five games left. left. Yeah, teams have played 13, yeah. so five games left. Yeah, so they would go 7 and 11. That's 18. That's right, Matt. So the Aggies would need to go 1 and 4. four. I don't know. We'd have to look at their schedule. But anyway, I think we can make our plans for that Wednesday night sadness. (laughs) Not looking good for Arkansas. They were only a spot ahead of that last year. They finished, or a couple of spots. Yeah, they were uh, 10. Yeah, 8 and 10, but made the tournament. Oops. I didn't mean to hit that. Yeah, one spot. They, They finished one spot ahead of it last year in the 10th seed. Over on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. In addition to LSU upsetting Kentucky last night, New Mexico beat Colorado State, and Penn State beat Illinois, and BYU beat Baylor. I hear the NCAA tournament calling. No doubt. I mean, it is going to be fun, even though we may not have a dog in the hunt. Uh, My hopes are with A-State or Little Rock, but um, the week in, week out of upsets in college basketball is just going to mean a wide-open tournament. And when good luck, you know, with the perfect bracket this year, not going to happen. I mean, as crazy as it's going to be, all the different upsets. I mean, we're already seeing upset after upset now. Just wait until March. From the 501, do you guys trust Alabama come tournament time? One bad shooting game, and they lose because they give up way too many points. No, would, I, well, I don't trust them at all. I would rather have that than a case like Virginia case where a team is really good defensively and they don't score a lot of points I'd rather take the team that scores a lot of points and and they're not good defensively because at any time they can catch fire and they can they can score and beat a team by outscoring them as opposed to Virginia for example if their team that's really good defensively and that's always going to be their game plan lock down the other team defensively they're going to run into a team that shoots the ball really well and then they're going to run into problems We've seen that happen with them before when they've been a really high seed. So, would rather have Bama situation. I would rather take Tennessee. Or well, Auburn. I'm saying between the two, where yeah. you're talking about a team that's really good offensively, not good defensively, in basketball now, as opposed to a team that's really good defensively and not a good offensive team. I trust Tennessee, Auburn, and Florida all more than I do Alabama, even though Alabama's leading the SEC right now at 11 and 2. It's all dependent on seating and, and matchups. Yeah. All right, coming up next, Richard Davenport will join us after the uh, Razor Hog update. We'll get some recruiting news out of Richard, see what's happening in basketball and football, recruiting-wise. Bobby Swafford's coming in in a bit. We'll talk about the regionals going on across the state and take a look ahead to the state tournaments that begin next week. Stick around. It's Out of Bounds. Listen for Coach Kevin Kelly Wednesdays during the Zone, presented by the Little Rock Athletic Club. Join the Little Rock Athletic Club and save 30% off joining fees with no monthly contract. LRAC.com. At the heart of historic downtown Russellville, the Old Bank offers an upscale dining experience. With the freshest ingredients and creative touches, their menu has an item for everyone. From their signature lump crab cake to a classic blue cheese poutine,